Welcome back to the It Ain't That Deep podcast. Unless it is. With your host, Abby and Kelsey. We're excited you're here. Let's get it. Okay. We're here. What are we talking about today, Abby? Um, yeah, so today we are just going to go through what our friend group has um, casually called the G, just how the gospel has changed our life, how it should change your life, and what it means when you get it. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I say that all the time. People are like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. When it comes to the gospel, I... You don't get it until you get it, you know? Sure. And then when you get it, things start getting good. Sure. <laughs> See, then people look at me like that. And I'm just like. No, I got it. I get your Because I feel like I missed it for like, what, 18 years of my life. So when I truly like understood the gospel fully, that's when things started getting good, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so today I think that we just wanted to talk about how the gospel should realistically affect your day-to-day life, right? Okay, this is a good, a good, um, I have ran into people that are very much Christians. And when you talk about the gospel, they don't quite understand how you summarize the gospel into the gospel. Like they don't, Mm -hmm. they know the gospel, but they don't know what they know is the gospel. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think, um, I think a lot of people think of it as like the uh, the ABCs or the admit, believe, confess, and that's it. Well, sure, yeah, you know? like the sinner's prayer, or something right? Like that, um, which Sh- sure is an element to it, hundred percent. But it's not a. But and some people are like, oh, the Gospels, like you know, like Matthew, was, Mark. Oh yeah, Luke, John. You're like, I yeah, think about, I think the You were telling yeah. me that um, you knew somebody when you talked about the gospel. You're like, yeah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we we're like, oh no, yes. and I was like, that ain't that's it. not that is, is it. That is it. The gospel's in there, but sure. Right. Um, they're called the Gospels, which right. makes sense, but it ain't all it entails. Right. So what is the Gospel? Well, I think we should probably refer to Scripture for that one. Crack um, that baby open. Where are we going? Ephesians? Yeah, girl. Uh, I think we should just probably read all of Ephesians, the first part of Ephesians 2. All right. So obviously, we've always heard, like, by grace through faith, you've been saved. But... If you don't know where that came from, it comes from Ephesians 2, and it starts like this. It says, And you were dead in these trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature of children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love in which he loved us, even when we were when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and then raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places of Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show you the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Boom. Boom. That's it. Also, there's just a whole heck of right, a lot of stuff there. So, how do you think you summarize that? At one point, everyone's living for the world, right? And uh, thank the Lord that we were saved from that. And it's, you know, it's that whole idea of, but God, God mm-hmm. stepped in and saved you from those things. And how does that, what does that look like in your life? Like, yes, you've been saved. It doesn't just mean to take it to heaven. You know, mm-hmm. it means radical obedience moving forward because, but God, God stepped in and everything from now on should be, you're literally a new creation mm-hmm. and it should be the acts of a new creation. Not because we're required that, you know, we're looking at the last part. No one should boast in the works, but because we were created to be the workmanship of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so once you truly grasp the gospel and get a good understanding of it, it should be a radical life change. And I think that that's something that we are numb to, mm-hmm. you know, and well, that's about to say we're so saturated in quote unquote, the gospel. Right. And people think that cheap they know grace it, too. cheap grace mm-hmm. and people think that they, um, know the gospel, but their lives look no different. Um, which you don't truly know the gospel. Well, yeah, that doesn't make sense. No. Um, but it's hard. I think that's why in our culture, people think they know the gospel, but they don't fully live out the gospel because in order to understand the gospel, you know, the first part of that, the reason why the gospel is such good news is because before it was good news, we were in such bad debt. Yeah. <laughs> like in order for you to accept that good news, you have to realize, okay, I'm in need of the good news. Right. And, like, people don't, a lot of people aren't willing to like realize how big that gap was and how we can never repay it on our own. Well, I think it's people don't hate their sins. Right. You don't hate their sins until you love the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't realize how good the gospel truly is until you realize how separated you were. Mm-hmm. And I think that that part when it's talking about like among whom we all once live in the passions of our own flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Like, I feel like so many people are so complacent in that because we're like, we're sitting in that sin and we're like, Mm -hmm. oh, no worries. Like, we're of the flesh. Like, we've been saved from that. Like, the Lord loves me anyways. That whole Mm -hmm. cheap grace idea of like, oh, he'll still love me if I do this. But like, Mm -hmm. yes, that doesn't change the love that he has for you. But we were never created to sit in that, Mm -mm. you know? Mm-hmm. we're created to every day grow in like likeness to Christ. And if you're sitting in these sins, like you don't really, you don't hate your sins. Mm-hmm. So how can you appreciate your savior? If you don't hate what he saved you from, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, but again, <laughs> I missed it for 18 years. So what the heck? Do I know? <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just, um, I think in order to fully understand the gospel and why so many people miss it is because they're not willing to confront where they are apart from Christ. And mm-hmm. they're not willing to sit there and say, because we, I mean, everyone is like, Oh, you know, the whole, like you are enough and you're enough and uh, the self love and all that self-love. stuff is so common. Mm-hmm. And because that's like it's not the opposite yeah. of what scripture says. Right. It says you're nothing. It's feel good. It's, it's feel good. good. It's, and that's what our whole generation is. It's a self-love yeah. generation. And it's a, 
hype yourself up and talk about how great you are. But like, oh, if we only knew the gospel, honey, no, that's like literally in direct contrast. And that's something that, I mean, and it's a fine line because when you start talking about that, people are like, oh, well, you got to love yourself. You got to respect yourself. Blah, 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 blah. You have to love who you were made in Christ. You know, like you aren't just this perfect person alone. You're literally broken in every aspect. You know, mm-hmm. you're, it literally says we were like children of wrath, you know, like mm-hmm. that's powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's not perfect. That's not even close to good. This most people are good concept is not right in any Mm-hmm. any way like that's not biblical mm-hmm. most people are not good most people are all people yeah all have fallen short of all of all yes exactly so i don't know i just feel like that's something that we as and i think everyone has to address that but it's so dangerous the culture that we live in this that uh, you are enough on your own mm-hmm. concept like no we are literally in desperate need for the gospel and desperate need of a savior and if we keep telling people they're enough, they're going to spend eternity apart from the Savior. Because all these things are separating us. Mm. So that is kind of deep there. <laughs> that is deep. I'll not, tell you that. It is not a casual life. But I also think that we can so likely use the gospel as just the, the gateway into Christianity and kind of leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. when like the gospel sure it's like what you accept you know when you like first hear the lord you mm-hmm. hear jesus you hear what he did for you and you accept the gospel but it doesn't just stay there and the gospel should be it should be as you should hear the gospel and and like believe it on the first day that you became saved and you should hear it and still let it you know like it should it should never stop being good news no like on the first day that you were saved and on the 50th year that you've been saved. Right. Like it should never be something that you leave at the door. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like not just your like entrance into Christianity then like, and then, so once you hear the gospel, you accept it and you go about living the life that you have lived and look no different. Then you have to question, did you ever really even like, did you accept the gospel? Well, I think, it urges you to act. And I True think understanding the, the gospel changes everything. Well, right. And I think that's what we're trying to get at here yeah. is that, like, sure. And we're so oversaturated with the gospel. I mean, mm-hmm. well, it's it's told to us, mm-hmm. like, over and over and over again. Yeah. But it's just, like, if you seriously think about it, it is genuinely insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to seriously think about it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, some days I just am like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it should be, like, that thing that is, like, this is remember that time I um I had read the Bible in 90 days just mm-hmm. uh, finished maybe like a few weeks ago yeah but so you're in the Old Testament for 10 weeks in the Old Testament for like literally reading the Old Testament she finished this a few weeks ago for the second time <laughs> um so anyways you're in the Old Testament for 10 weeks and like you're just straight up reading about like how you know like God keeps choosing his people he keeps choosing his people and every time that he chooses them they mess up he chooses mm-hmm. them again they mess up but he keeps like you know, he never breaks any of his promises, never breaks any of his covenants. He remains faithful when his people aren't. And that's just the story of the Lord. And that remains true for today. And it remains true for, for forever. Right. But so I'm reading the Old Testament for literally 10 weeks. And the first day, 
started reading Matthew. And I literally was sitting there with my Bible open and I was like, oh my gosh. Mm, like so this, I was like, I was like, this is game changing. Like, <laughs> and I had never like, I felt so convicted too, because I, I've like known of this for five years now. And I have never like just literally sat there and my mouth was on the floor. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like the best news ever. And when all my roommates got home that night, I was like, y'all, I have got to tell you this. And it was just the same thing. Everyone's like, well, yeah, that's obviously duh. It's like, yeah, well, duh. Yeah. You should be like thinking this is good news. But like when you understand just where we were without Christ, mm-hmm. like you understand, oh my goodness. Yeah. This is like the best thing that we could have ever received. And it's out of that, oh my goodness, this is the best thing that we could ever receive that your whole life is there for change. Yep. hundred percent. You're saying it changes everything and everything is therefore then about Jesus mm-hmm. moving forward. You know, the new Testament, like, is about Jesus, best news. And that reminds me of, I was literally sitting in my living room with my dad one day. And my, my those of you don't know, my dad's a preacher. And he's always, I mean, like talk about being oversaturated with the gospel. Like I was told the gospel since I was like literally two years old. Like Jesus came, died for your sins, like whoop to do, whatever. I was completely numb to it for all of my life. And I had a conversation with my dad one day and he wrote, Jesus into it or we were watching a show or something. And I think it was just literally glorifying things of the world. Like I don't even remember what it was about, but this was just like a huge moment for me because he was like, he brought Jesus into it and I looked at him and I verbatim and I was a quote unquote Christian at this point in my life. I looked and I was like, dad, not everything has to be about Jesus. And I look back at that time now and I'm like, Holy cow. Like, I didn't get it mm-hmm. because everything is about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like when you truly, under, truly understand the gospel, like everything is about Jesus. Your whole life is about Jesus. Your whole, your mission on this earth is to go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand the gospel, there's no urgency there because you're like, Oh yeah, that's fine. I can do whatever the heck I want. And then I have Jesus in my back pocket. who's going to save me from mm-hmm. these sins, which is like that completely negates anything that the Lord did on the cross because you're glorifying the things that you want and in the desires of our flesh and you don't hate those things. And if we don't hate those things, what is that saying to the Lord about what we think he did for us? You know, it's literally, it just, you don't, you don't love the cross. You're not thankful for the cross. If you don't hate those things that are in your life. And then when you do hate those things, that calls you into radical obedience because this changes everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know. Um, I was about to say something else. Uh, uh, kind of just about, like, more on that, just about how, like, um, Sure, we know that like a life of Jesus gives us joy and peace and hope and all these things that are like kind of for us, right? So like because we have this life with Christ, we are more joyful right. and we are more loving right. and we are we have peace and we're gentle and all these things. And like that is true and like that is um wow. something that we do have in Christ. But like more than that, it's like we have this like gift that Christ has given us to like, therefore go and share it with others. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the whole point of the gospel. It's like, not for us. It's like 
the bonus things that we get from like a life with Christ, like we're not um, like Jesus dying on the cross was like all he ever needed to do for us. Mm. And everything else is just a bonus. And it's like, so while like, yes, those things are so biblical and like we have all these um, positives of a life with Christ. There's also like something that we are entrusted to do now with the gospel that we have Mm. received. Mm. And that is to live a life that is glorifying to the Lord. And like, literally we were created to know him and make him known, right. And that's it. And if we're just like sitting with this huge thing that we have been received that we have received and we're sitting with it, you kind of have to think like, do I even know how good this is? Mm. Yeah. And it's a life of comfortable complacency. Mm-hmm. And that's just not at all what we were. And I think people get confused sometimes with sharing the gospel because like, I know even with us, like you can share the gospel in so many different ways. You know, like it's not a, you don't have to sit down and be like, hey, have you heard the gospel? Have you heard about Jesus dying on the cross? Because nine times out of 10 people that you meet in today's America have heard that, mm-hmm. you know, like that's been, that's wildly known. But the gospel should be shared in your actions every day. Mm-hmm. You know, the gospel should be sh- shared in a way that people see you, they see you acting differently and they want to know why. And then we point it back to Christ and right. we point it back to, oh, yes, like, let me tell you how the Lord radically changed my life and where he stepped in, where that but God moment came, mm-hmm. you know, and how you were literally dead. And you can share the gospel in your testimony of how you were literally living for the world and then you became a new creation in Christ. And if there's not that clear difference of that new creation, then you're probably missing the gospel. 100%. Because, like, I mean, I've said this several times already on this podcast, but I'm a clear example of someone who grew numb to the gospel over the course of my life. And then just started living for the world, living for the world, living for the world, and then but God, you mm-hmm. know? And it's a God of, like, I mean, Ephesians talking about a God of mercy loved you so well that he stepped in. Mm-hmm. And, and it even said, I love the part, um, I love the part where it says we will all live for the world at one point. Mm-hmm. So there's not, it, that's not something that's like, yes, it's wrong that we live for the world, but everyone's going to do it because we were born in sin, you know, yeah. like everyone's going to do it. So it's urgent that we, grasp this good news Mm -hmm. and then we take it to others because it's good for good news and it's good that you're made alive again in Christ Mm -hmm. and we're walking around with people who have not yet been made alive again in Christ because they haven't taken hold of the gospel Mm -hmm. you know so yeah it's not casual that's it (laughs) I think we talk about it all the time that was a huge rant I don't even know where we went. We just kind of probably talked in circles, but the conclusion is it is that deep. It is that deep. (laughs) That is a fat fact. So what do we do with all this information? We go. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm about to say. Go and make disciples of all nations. What was that? We listened to something the other day and they said, you're not supposed, it's not a come and see. It's a go and find. It's a go and find. Because we are on mission mm-hmm. here, there, everywhere. 
all right, so y'all just do with that what you will. <laughs> no pressure or anything. Um, it's not like it's like the most urgent news ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, who even knows if that made any sort of sense? I don't know if it did, but Lord will take it and do with it what he will. Praying it falls on good soil. Praying it falls on good soil. Literally. <laughs> I mean, it's not it. Mm-mm. But the only way to combat that is coming alive to the gospel and coming alive to who you are in Christ and doing something about it. Mm. And I think that should be our prayer every day. It's like that Lord's people wake, like we wake up. Dude, as soon as we go numb to this, it's game over. Yeah. And that's exactly what Satan wants. Right. Yeah. He wants as many distractions Mm -hmm. away from this good news because Mm -hmm. like it's all... It's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's not one thing that should not oh, be. I mean, I'm in sure. Your daily you could life. Ju- just imagine what happens. I mean, it literally it says this in the Bible. Like when the prodigal son returns home, what do they say? That like, what's it, what is it? It's like heaven rejoices over one wow. lost person mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. So it's like because they know like heaven rejoices because of that one lost person because they know that like somebody is entering into the harvest fields to do the work of Jesus. That's mm-hmm. why they're rejoicing. Yep. And like that's it. And like, yeah. could you imagine the gates of hell shaking? Yeah. At that. Mm. Oh yeah. That I mean, that's it right there. That's it. And what's like, I don't know, the beauty of the gospel, like, is that people are craving it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not something that we have to talk people into. Like, the I think it, it literally says like when it's like. The Lord's word never produces void. So this is something that like when people hear it, they know that it's good and they know that that's what they've been. And they know it's what they need. And Mm. we're without excuse. I was literally about to go there. I'm glad you did the whole podcast. That's a whole other podcast, but we're literally, it's in creation. We're without excuse. And so people know they just, they just don't know that it's that. Yeah. They don't know. Well, I mean, that gets into the mission and everything. <laughs> We're just talking about the gospel in daily lives, so we better not get ahead of ourselves. You're like, well, I was talking to you about it before. Yeah, literally. I mean, why was my head going to the tribe? I was literally like, Creek, there's some tribe. And- yeah, so we'll have another podcast on missions because that's a whole nother beast, but. But the conclusion is that we wanted, I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, like the gospel is like the thing, you know, that gets you in the door. Yeah. But like it should never just be left there. But like before we were to talk about anything else, if we like continue this podcast, whatever. But before we got into different topics or different, you know, anything else, like all these other topics that we were going to talk about, like the gospel is going to be in them as well. So like it felt like. Um, we couldn't just go on to like some other, does that make sense? Like we couldn't just go on to some other like random topic without addressing what yeah. the heartbeat behind every topic that we're going to talk about is because the way that we view the gospel is the way that we're going to be everything else in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like the heartbeat of this is to like believe the gospel, know the gospel and have that affect every other viewpoint, every other thing in our lives yeah. and so just like starting here and starting with this is like how we're just going to go about this whole thing well we just like 
have to keep the main thing the main thing, mm-hmm. you know, and Jesus is going to be the main thing in all of this. And if you don't know Jesus and you don't know the good news that is him, then we can't go anywhere. So we have to know these things. And I think we should just read this one more time before we end, just because, I mean, it's literally so good. And so I think that um, I read from the ESV Bible, the ESV version um, earlier, and I'm going to end with NIV just because, just to marinate on it a little more. I feel like you can never read this enough. But as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom in the air and the spirit of who is now at work and those who are disobedient. All of us who lived among them in one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. And it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that the coming of ages might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness in us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And through, and this is not from yourself. It's a gift from God, not by work so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So like, we can't do these good works until we understand the gospel. And it's, again, not going to be anything that we can do. It's going to be what the Lord does through us once, once we truly get it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Ain't that deep? <laughs>